This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series. Joining you at 8 a.m. UK time, Monday to Saturday. Uh, I hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well and enjoying what is Friday. Thank goodness we've made it. We've made it to the end of the week. Uh, for most people, anyway, I'm still going to be working today and tomorrow. But uh, it's the world of football. What do you expect? But I hope you have enjoyed uh, a hardworking week or not. In some cases, maybe. And now you're ready for the weekend. If you think about it, it's just one less weekend until the start of next season. Good morning, everybody joining us in the chat box. Hope you're doing good and well. Let's see who's joined us first in the chat today. Nick Meadows, good morning to you. To Wilson, to Steve, to Sean. Good morning, guys. Simon, Stevie, Jose, Canoe. Good morning, all of you. Uh, Olu, Kevin, Ashwin, Matt. Hope you all... Yeah, Ashwin, they are fast. They are very fast. Uh, unbelievably quick. Uh, Eva, Eva, good morning to you. Uh, to you, Hal, to Josh. Uh, Perez, uh, Raheel, good morning guys and everybody else joining us in the chat box as well. Hope you are having a very, very good morning indeed. Without further ado, let's kick on with today's stories. Make sure you subscribe to the Arsenal way. I'll be live over there at 10am this morning as usual with Bailey. Um, talking about even more Arsenal goodness. Link in the link tree in the description as always. Uh, and if you haven't already dropped a like on today's show, please make sure you do and subscribe to the channel, of course, if you are indeed new to TGT. You'll be very, very welcomed into the family. Without further ado, though, let's go on to our first story of the day. And Alexandra Lacazette is closing in on a return to Lyon. It is reported by L'Equipe that he has agreed terms with the French side to return to Lyon uh, on a free contract. We'll obviously then leave Arsenal. Uh, we won't get anything for him. Uh, there's a lot of discussion yesterday around how successful has this been for Arsenal. Um, uh, you know, Ben Browning, who's a former colleague of mine, I saw gave him a four out of ten. Um, and I don't think he's too wide of the mark, to be honest. He had a really good, I think it was, what, was it 17-18? Um, was it 17-18, 18-19? Uh, where he had that player of the season award, player of the year award from an Arsenal perspective. 
Um, but other than that season where he played, I think, under Emery with Aubameyang, it, it hasn't been, you know, the most successful. I would argue that, you know, Olivier Giroud was a better forward for us. I would argue that Olivier Giroud has been better than Lacazette in the years at Chelsea and Milan since leaving Arsenal as well. Lacazette never really progressed us. That said, what I would say is that I think the signing of Aubameyang definitely affected Lacazette um, and definitely affected how successful he was how he was able to not really play in his best position as much as he would have liked. He was benched a lot and kind of taken off, if you remember, at the start of his career, well ahead of like the 70th minute. He could barely ever last, it seems, the, the whole 90 minutes, which was a bit of a concern from a fitness perspective. But his service has been appreciated. You know, we've won an FA Cup with, with Lacazette in the team. Uh, we've got to, you know, uh, European Cup semi-final, European Cup final with Lacazette there. Um, we wish him the absolute best, but I think we can look back with it and say maybe it wasn't the best investment and we could have done better with £45-odd million pounds that we did indeed spend on him. Um, now, Juventus are a little bit of a comedy club, it seems, during this uh, transfer window. They are very intent, it seems, on trying to land some of Arsenal's biggest players. We know their interest in Gabriel Magalash is already very much strong. Uh, I very much doubt that they will uh, get, get hold of him. But the most surprising link that we've seen yesterday is with Arsenal's interest in Artemelo, the Brazilian midfielder, that Juventus have had, and Riley in the chat box is spot on, the audacity to attempt to try and apparently go for Gabriel Martinelli. Now, I don't know how real this link is. In fact, I would doubt um the legitimacy of this as well but if it is indeed true that martinelli is wanted by uh <laughs> by juventus and they think that swapping artemelo for him is going to be feasible goodness goodness me what on earth are they smoking over there at juve says temi and i cannot disagree with you unreal levels of arrogance there's the right word being used at this time martinelli's going nowhere don't you worry Martinelli is going absolutely nowhere. Watch this now get memed when he leaves for Barcelona or something. <laughs> you can just see it happening. Um, moving on to Marquinhos. Now, this story went quite quiet recently until obviously the uh, the alleged legal uh, issues with Wolves cropped up. However, there does seem to be a deal that will be going through very soon. Um, Sao Paulo have actually come out and started to talk about Edu and his involvement in the deal, saying how he, Arsenal could have got Marquinhos for free and instead they paid the 3.5 million um, in order to maintain a really strong relationship with Sao Paulo. Edu is said to want to strengthen our relationship with the Brazilian side because they feel as though it would help kind of with players coming through in the future. Ajax have a really good relationship with uh, Sao Paulo already. They've seen players obviously come through. If you think um, David Neres, who went to Ajax, of course, players of that kind of quality have come through the doors at Sao Paulo, as have plenty of other players. Um, and I think this is actually quite a smart bit of business by Edu. You know, 3.5 million is, is nothing for Arsenal to invest in, in a strong relationship with a team. If you look at a club like Manchester City that were able to beat us to a play like Savinho uh, at uh, Atletico Mineiro, I think it was, they had that because they've got this City football group. They can send him to, to Troyes and then send him on loan to PSV. Arsenal need to get better relationship with these sides. They need to get better relationships with, with other clubs actually around the world to catch up to the CFG. Um, and by having this relationship with Sao Paulo, it's certainly going to be a benefit to Arsenal. So I think fair play to Edu for getting that kind of 
partnership unwritten ruling if you like with the team by paying that little fee i think that's definitely worth it so you know props to him in this sense um now gabriel jesus again uh, as we do our daily updates on him john cross also confirming now the reports that we've had uh, a number of times about arsenal prioritizing a move for jesus but actually it was interesting actually hearing jesus for the first time come out and speak about his future, and even using the word project. Now, we Arsenal fans love to talk about the word project and Arsenal, but it was unsurprising to see him talk about being patient and making sure he waits until he gets the right kind of move available to him. I'm not surprised at all to see him, you know, talking in this way. I'm trying to find the exact quote for you because for some reason, my screen refreshed and I've lost it. Uh, Here it is. Uh, I'm very relaxed. I'm looking for the best option for my career. Now I'm focusing on the national team. Tuesday onwards, I'll look out for my future. So, as I said before, there's no point losing your minds over the fact that Arsenal haven't signed Gabriel Jesus yet. He's away with the national team. Uh, He's speaking now about, obviously, deciding his future after Tuesday. That should give you more of an inkling about when this deal's timeline really starts to begin moving and taking shape. So, there's no need to panic. There's no need to be concerned that Arsenal haven't signed Jesus yet. No one was signing Jesus until at least it seems after Tuesday. So the proper negotiations and the proper deal will take into motion on Tuesday. But it's still said that Arsenal lead the race quite comfortably in this one. And the hope is that he will be an Arsenal player for next season. Um, moving on to our penultimate story, and Yuri Tillemans continues to be linked very strongly with Arsenal. It's said that he is now very much open to the idea of joining the club, even though they don't have Champions League football. Uh, there was a slight increase in the fee being reported yesterday. There were some reports suggesting 35 million euros, which is about 30 million on quid. I still think it'll be a fee in the region of 25 to 30 million that gets him to Arsenal. But it does seem that this is a deal, again, like Jesus, that Arsenal should be able to complete in the coming month. Um, Fingers crossed. I think he'd be a really good addition to the team. A strong Premier League addition as well, like Jesus. Arsenal really moving in that direction of signing Premier League proven talent that are going into their prime years, not players that are at the end of their career, in the twilight years of their career. Arsenal are going into the market and signing players that are only going to get better and are already acclimatised the demands of English football. I think it's great and a really good kind of directive that we're moving in. And our final story is on Scamacca of Sassuolo, the Italian striker playing in Serie A, supposedly has rejected a a possible move to Arsenal. Arsenal was said to have bid around €40 million for Scamacca, but he doesn't look like he's going to be making the switch to Arsenal. This is a report uh, by Alfredo Padula, uh, who has an exclusive on this, claiming that a €40 million offer was received, but the player rejected the offer and wants to wait for offers to come from Italy. Unsurprising, if true, because, you know, Italian players do tend to want to stay in Italy. However, uh, what's interesting about this is that seemingly maybe, if it's true, and it's a big, big if, of course, but if it is true, Arsenal going for another out-and-out striker with Gabriel Jesus. That's the interesting thing to read into this. I'm not too interested in it being, you know, rejecting all that. It's not a surprise to me that if it is true that he was rejecting Arsenal because he wants to stay in Italy, that's not a surprise. It's not a worry to me either. The thing that's interesting about this deal, as I said, is that he's another striker that Arsenal are said to have bid 40, 40 million euros for, uh, despite the fact that they seem quite confident also about getting Gabriel Jesus. Perhaps it is, like we discussed yesterday, that Jesus is seen as that wide forward um, rather than the out-and-out striker option for Arsenal. 
Um, I think this is an encouraging link. You know, it's an encouraging sign that Arsenal aren't done just going for the one striker in Jesus. And it seems that there are links to these other strikers as well that are cropping up. However, as I would always say to you and encourage you, take it with a pinch of salt. Let's complete that new story then and move on to your questions in the chat box. If you indeed do have any questions that you'd like to throw in, now is your time to do that after we take this short break. Okay, then let's see what you guys are saying in the chat. Paul says, I'm not convinced about the Skamaka story. An exclusive by an unreliable source. Quiet day in Italian sports papers, methinks. Yes, I don't, it's fair for you to have doubts about the link and the, the story as well. Absolutely. Uh, S87 says, Tom just took a break to sip one eighth of a sip of water. In fact, no, it's not water this morning. It's some summer fruit squash. So uh, <laughs> can't be a little bit of summer fruit squash. Uh, Ahmed says, why are we no longer linked to Darwin Nunez? He seems very close to joining Manchester United at the moment, Ahmed, um, which is a bit of a surprise considering they don't have Champions League football, but they must be offering a quite the hell of a wage packet. Kevin says, Tom, are there any strong links to Gnabry? I mean, there's links in the sense that Arsenal fans have effectively willed this one into existence. He's turned down his latest contract offer at Bayern Munich, but as Gunnar Blog of The Athletic, James McNicholas reported, there's been no concrete evidence that Arsenal are going to go for him, um, which is a shame because I think he would be gettable if Arsenal were willing to, you know, pay the right amount of money. But that said, maybe he wouldn't want to take the step down to the Europa League. Who knows? Um, he talked yesterday about, you know, wanting to feel appreciated and having that connection with the team. Obviously, he has that at Arsenal. But yeah, it's I, I, I wouldn't, as I've said, and I've maintained throughout the entire coverage of that story, I said I'd be shocked if Arsenal got Gnabry this summer. I always said I would be over overjoyed, but massively surprised if Arsenal somehow pulled off the signing of Serge Gnabry this summer. It is not a realistic target for Arsenal to have. As I've said before, I think Cody Gakpo is the most likely wide forward you'd see Arsenal sign this summer. And there were even reports yesterday that Arsenal and Man United have been offered the chance to sign him. So uh, we'll see how that one develops. Arsenal are certainly interested in, in Gakpo. So that's a much more likely option compared to someone like Gnabry. Um, Arsenal Lounge, thank you so much, Shaheen, for joining us this morning. Tom, would you like to, what would you like to see from Arsenal to say? It was a great window. Um, seven signings. Goalkeeper, versatile fullback, two centre mids, three forwards, including a wide forward. That's what I want to see from Arsenal this Summer. Uh, Trium says, how many midfielders do you think we are going to sign? I think one, but we need two. Um, the worry is that we just get the one, but I think we need to bring in two this summer. Uh, Guy says, uh, would Calvert-Lewin be a target for you personally? No, not for me personally. Uh, I wouldn't go for him. Um, Bra says, uh, how many outgoings need to clear before we buy? We don't have to clear players before we buy. It's just kind of an expectation that players will go. Um, whilst we buy, uh, it's not a, it's not subjective. It's not dependent upon those players going out. We don't need to do that necessarily. We do need to move players out, but it's not a case of one in, one out. It's not like a nightclub at three a.m. Um, you know, it's uh, it's a different situation. So I think we'll move on a serious amount of players: Leno, Maitland-Niles, Bellerin, Torreira, Nelson, Marie. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting some others. Genduzzi is obviously going to go. I said Torreira as well. You know, we've got a lot of players that are going to be moving on this summer. Pepe, of course, as well. So plenty more to see go this summer. Uh, Nico says, Tom, who's better suited for the team, Zinchenko or Tillemans? Um, 
Both? Can I say both and cheat? I'm going to cheat, Nico. I'd like to see both of them come in, to be honest. I think they would both be really good options for Arsenal. You would argue Zinchenko may be better suited because he plays in a system under Guardiola that Arteta has tried to make quite similar to. But uh, I think both of them would be really solid options for Arsenal this summer. Uh, Riley says, how do you feel about Dan Juma as a wide forward? I haven't seen too much of him at Villarreal, but everyone I speak to loves watching Spanish football in particular, has raved about him this season. I just can't get over the fact that you went from Bournemouth to Villarreal, did nothing really for Bournemouth and has absolutely smashed it in La Liga. Maybe there's a reason for that. And maybe that would put me off trying to go and sign him. Uh, Soft Sky says, your rating out of 10 for Lacazette's time, 4.5? 4.55? Max, max five, no higher than five for me, to be honest. Uh, Nerfine says, uh, Tom, Jesus and Enketia is too similar, but we don't have a plan B. Pep's bad at Champions League because he doesn't have a pure striker. Don't you think we need a guy that can score out of nothing? Well, that, I mean, you, you say that, but Liverpool won a Champions League without, you know, that out-and-out striker. Um, you know, they had their system of Firmino and Salah and, and Mane, and they had some brilliant wide players, and Firmino was an enabler. I don't necessarily think you need a plan. A plan B is a horrible way to describe a starting striker. You know, because you got to look at a plan B as an option you bring off in the last 10 minutes. If you're talking about a contrasting striker to what we've got, I get that. But Jesus and Nketiah being similar isn't necessarily a bad thing. It means that you can change your strikers, you can interchange them, you don't have to change your system, you don't have to uh, adapt the way that you're playing to suit a different striker within a second because they've come off the bench. You know, you can change your strikers up from game to game or in the game. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to change the way that you play. You've just got a different option that's got some different qualities, but is similar in terms of their style. Um, it's not always a bad thing. And Liverpool and City have both had plenty of success having that style of system. Going for Haaland this summer, I don't look at it as because they wanted a change of style of striker. It's because it's Haaland and he was available and they could get him and they've got him. Uh, let's go to Ashwin says, Tom, I think Edu literally meant we're going, are only going to make two, shine, two signings. Yeah, uh, he didn't, Ashwin. So you don't need to worry about that. Um, we're going to be making more than two. Uh, I, I would even go happy to go on a limb and say that you're going to be seeing more than two players coming. I mean, we've seen one <laughs> in Turner. It looks like Marquinhos is going to be another. It, that's, that's the two already. Then you've got Jesus, hopefully Tielemans potentially that uh, versatile fullback, potentially another forward on top of that as well. So I don't think so, Ashwin. And, th and that was clarified that it, it wasn't what he meant about literally signing one or two signings. Uh, Ayas says, I'm worried about our lack of cover for Tierney and Partey. These signings are important. And the only realistic rumour is Hickey, but I have seen, haven't seen... Uh, that's not true, Ayas. Zinchenko can very much cover Tierney if we needed him to. Uh, can also play in Partey's position if you wanted him to as well on the left-hand side. Tielemans coming into midfield strengthens things plenty also. But I get what you're saying about an out-and-out -out replacement for Partey. You've got to think Lukonga's got a lot of talent. You know, before he was dropped against Everton for no good reason, he was our best centre midfielder. He was better than Partey in the first half of that season. So I think people are writing off Lukonga way too early. Uh, and there's a lot more to come from him. And he's an exciting talent that I still think is, is a very, very good player. Uh, Clive says, Lacazette is a disastrous signing. Not only uh, how he played, but losing Giroud and blocking other better players from coming in and then not delivering. Two out of ten. Goodbye. The ruthless, Clive. The ruthlessness. And I hope you're feeling better, my friend. Uh, Savic says, do we continue his lean and thin squad model? Uh, it hurt us last season. No, I don't think it's a model, Savic. <laughs> I think that's harsh to describe 
it as a model. I think the reason why we had as thin a squad as we did last season, because we had no European football, if we'd have had European football last season, I would have expected us to bulk out the squad more than we did or to keep certain players that we let go. But we didn't have European football, so they decided to be more lenient with the departures. This season, we're bulking it out. We need to ensure that we've got strength and depth and quality because we need to play across the Premier League and try to win that Europa League as well. Um, let's go to Guy. says, Tom, surely a pure DM is needed too. Allows you to potentially free up another midfielder to join an attack. Just a suggestion. Again, I point towards Lukonga. I think Lukonga can play that role. I think he can develop into a player good enough to play that role. Don't write him off just yet. Uh, Locatelli, as far as I'm aware, is not available, Kevin. I am sorry to disappoint you. Uh, Sharu says, hi, Tom. Do you think a loan for Lukonga would benefit him? No, I think he needs to stay with Arsenal and, uh, you know, get better. Uh, he's going to have Europa League football. I think that's going to really benefit him next season. I can't wait to see more from him. Uh, and Zoboslai, no. Uh, he can't be that wide forward. However much it pains to say it for me, he can't be that wide forward for us. Uh, Amira says, hi Tom, why do some fans find it hard to believe that there are players who still care about more than just money and wages? We see players take a pay cut to join other teams and fans ask why. Why do they think like this? Um, I suppose because from an Arsenal perspective, we've seen so many players leave for money. You know, Nasri Adebayor uh, come to mind, obviously. Van Persie, to a lesser extent, because he also went to win the league, which he did that. I, I just think that uh, it's, it's a very difficult mindset to avoid because we've been pained by it so many times. Um, but in reality, some players will still move for money. Um, but there are often plenty of opportunities where some players won't. So there is that as well. Uh, Arsenal compilation says, Hi Tom, people are so quick to forget Laka was our player of the season under Emery and was very important. I, I mentioned that during my breakdown of him a second ago, but still, he's no more than a four and a half or a five for me. Clive, I think maybe is a bit harsh with a two, but four or five, uh, four and a half or five out of ten for me is an absolute maximum. Uh, Bujgez says, uh, Tom, uh, what if we loan Lukonga to Vieira? He might develop like Gallagher. There's no chance that there's a guarantee that you'll see him develop like Gallagher. Uh, <laughs> Gallagher is a really exciting young player. You know, I've seen plenty of him from Charlton to Swansea uh, to West Brom. You know, he's really come through and improved every single loan spell he's had. So it's not like it's just that Palace loan spell has seen him suddenly rise up from the ashes. No, he's been on a constant rise those last four loan spells. Um, so I don't think it's a guarantee that Vieira turns him into an absolute beast. Um, I mean, if I asked you, would you sign Crystal Palace's defensive midfielders? Would you sign Chiate? I'm not sure that I would. He's been playing under Vieira. You know, it's not a guarantee just because someone plays for a certain coach that they become of a certain level. Uh, Amir says, Tom, do you agree that Erdegaard sometimes doesn't get the credit <laughs> all the time? <laughs> Kevin says, Tom, what do you think about Ludovic Bla uh, Blas uh, from Nantes as a versatile cam? Kevin, <laughs> no idea, mate. I don't know who he is. I'm sorry. Uh, Ahmed says, I'm a huge fan of Lukonga. Loads of potential. Hope he doesn't get blocked by any midfield additions. Would still love Zinchenko over Tillemans or both. Uh, yeah, I'm glad to see that there is other people also still very much liking uh, Lukonga. I don't want to see him go anywhere. And I, it's the new toy syndrome. I talked about this before, this idea that we need something new. No, we had something new in Lukonga. We brought him in. He was never meant to be a starter in his first season. He was meant to acclimatise. This season with European football, he's going to get so many more chances. We're going to see a better Lukonga this season. I'm sure of it. Uh, Olu says, um, 
Is it true that Gnabry has lost his explosiveness? Same Bayern fans were saying this is the case. Have you seen him play recently? Only in the Champions League games. Um, explosiveness. Look, I think obviously there's a lot going on behind the scenes, it seems, with him. And he's troubled by that, as has Tielemans been this season too. It's, it's difficult to judge a player whose situation is uncertain. Um, I would need to watch him more. If we get linked to him properly, then I'll do a tactical breakdown. But we haven't been linked to him properly. So we'll wait and see. Um, Knuckles says, I like that new toy syndrome. I'm taking that. You can take it if you want. I mean, I've, I've said it for a number of years. People will be very familiar with that who've watched the channel. Uh, Jabu says, I think Lukonga can play like a six in a two and as an eight, a DM, in my opinion, is a priority. Uh, Christopher says, think we need to sell and loan a lot of our under 23s. It's a massive squad. Which ones excite you the most? Loan-wise, you know, because I want to see Norton Cuffey get given a chance in the first six months and Patino. I'd send Salah Adin on loan. Uh, Balogun needs to go on loan again to a lower league, a lower end Premier League club, in my opinion. Kido Taylor-Hart, Needs a loan. Amari Hutchinson needs a loan. Marcelo Flores needs a loan. Um, Omar Rekic needs a loan. Uh, Kirk, also a really exciting player. Swanson needs a loan. Alabiosu, I'd send on loan again. He was really highly rated. Didn't have the best of time at crew in the last six months, but I want to see more from him. Joe Lopez probably needs a loan or to be sold at this point. Um, Carl Hein, if we sign a third goalkeeper, Arto Oconquo, you know, there's lots. There's lots of players that need to go on loan. Um, this summer um, and more opportunities given to people like uh, Kaon Edwards. Mika Bireth is another that can go on loan. Kaon Edwards signed his new deal. He needs to be promoted to the under-23s and be given a chance. And the first team, Lino Souza needs to be playing week in, week out in the under-23s as well. So that next step needs to happen. We also need to move some of them out. You know, um, who am I thinking of? Uh, George Lewis needs to go. Um, Nikolai Moller, unfortunately, uh, it just hasn't really worked out for him probably needs to go. Jordan Osei-Tutu probably needs to, to move on at this point. Um, there's one other that I'm thinking of. Um, escape my mind. Matt Smith. I don't think he's going to make it. Arsenal. Daniel Ballard, it seems, going to move on as well this summer too. There's lots um, that are going to be moved on uh, in the summer, it seems. Uh, Balogun to Fulham. I, I think Fulham's not a bad option, although, you know, is he really going to get too many minutes with Mitrovic there? I'd say maybe Nottingham Forest would be quite a good option for Balogun. Next season, we'll wait and see. Um, Cameron says, Tom, uh, Kayon Edwards uh, is going to be Arsenal's number three. Wow, that's quite a big step up considering he's played just in the under-18s really so far. Uh, Lukonga to Burnley uh, under company. I don't think Lukonga is... Lukonga is way better than a championship side. Come on, let's be real. Um Let's go to Arsenal complications. Uh, complications. I thought it was compilations early on. For me personally, Lukonga is not ready for the number six. Lacks awareness, which comes with experience. I think that's probably based upon the mistakes you've seen him make. But actually, he's had some really good performances where his awareness has been really strong. Go watch the Brighton away game again from last season. He was really strong from an awareness point of view and actually covered for Partey a lot of the time during that game. It's just moments like the Crystal Palace game that have obviously hampered his his reputation, his credibility amongst the wider Arsenal fan base. I think there's a player in there that we can definitely utilise next season for the benefit and, and gradually improve. Um, Amira, so what you're saying, Tom, is we line up the entire under-23s and promote the entire under twenty one. Well, there is no under-21s. There's only an under-18s. Uh, the under-21s basically comes in when we play the Papa John's trophy. 
it's just a different age ruling on that competition. We only have under 18s, then under 23s. But yeah, basically, that's what you do. You know, it's about that cycle of progress. That's why you have so many different age groups so that you can continually promote, loan, relegate, move on. You know, it's just part of the process of a youth squad. That's what happens. Um, your thoughts on Spain versus Portugal yesterday? <laughs> Fish out. I've not even checked the score. Um, let's have a quick check uh, what the score was. 1-1. Avar Morata, Ricardo Horta, Horta scored. Jeez, I haven't heard his name crop up in a long, long time. Um, did Ronaldo play? Came off the bench. Who played for Spain? Alba, Azpilicueta, Soler, Busquets, Gavi, Sarabia. Sarabia. How Sarabia still gets those minutes, I still don't know. Ferran Torres. You know, Spain's front line is in desperate need of something special. They need Ansu Fati. You know, obviously, he's, he's on. The, he was on the bench yesterday. He needs to get back to full fitness. Uh, RDT played as well, came off the bench. But yeah, they need something special in attack. Um, I don't know where Pedri is. I don't know if Pedri's injured or something. Um, but uh, yeah, they really need to find that spark in attack. They, Spain are desperate for a striker. I know they feel like they've been desperate for a striker ever since David Villa moved on. But they are in desperate need of of something special in the striking position to come through. Uh, Ansu Fati is there's a lot of pressure on him. Um, but yeah, you know, to be honest, I've really checked out of international football. I've checked out of football. Uh, other than the transfer sort of thing since the end of the season because I've just been so drained with Arsenal that I'm just trying to enjoy my time outside of work and the show uh, and away from Arsenal as much as possible. Um, nothing much is happening with Danny Olmo. Kevin is just one of those players that's, you know, just ticking along now with RB Leipzig. Maybe does need a bit of a move to re-spark his career. But he had obviously that a lot of hype Zagreb, then when he moved, it's still quite young. It's just one of those players whose youth starlet's reputation has kind of moved on as he's got older. Still a very good player. Uh, in fact, I'd be very interested in bringing him in, but he's just lost that budding star, you know, one to watch kind of vibe about him because he's got older. Anyway, let's uh, let's move things on. Uh, and thank you for listening. Um, thank you genuinely for tuning in as always. Sorry that there wasn't a show yesterday evening. I just, as I said, just a second ago, I needed an evening to myself. The sun was out. I got really badly burned, <laughs> really badly burned yesterday. Very immature of me. Um, I'll be back hopefully this afternoon to bring you a tactical breakdown on Yuri Tillemans. If it's not today, it will be tomorrow. Um, but I'm hoping to bring you a Tillemans breakdown uh, in the next 24, 48 hours or so. So thank you for that, uh, for tuning in. Thank you for dropping a like on the video. Make sure if you haven't done that, please to do that. It really does help us out. Uh, and subscribe to the channel as well. I will be live tomorrow morning. Um, but of course, Sunday will be the day off as as is, is now. I need a day off one day a week. I think I earned that. But thank you so much for tuning in. Do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe if you're new. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.